Welcome to the Becoming Ammon podcast, a podcast designed to help young men and women prepare for their missions so that they not only survive, but thrive while on them. I'm your host, Stephen J. Hakes, as well as author of the book, Becoming Ammon, the philosophy of personal development for becoming the ultimate missionary. Welcome to part one, uh, episode one. Today we're going to talk about the law of sacrifice. Um, so the law of sacrifice may be a familiar term to those in the church or those who have gone through the temple have definitely heard about the law of sacrifice, but I like to think about it in a more broad spectrum as we look to the ultimate sacrifice being Christ's atonement. But if we look closer in nature, we'll see that the way that the world is set up, everything is founded on this principle of sacrifice. Uh, a really good working example of that, that I, I've looked for and, and found is that of like fruit trees and, and plants um, going above and beyond in order to perpetuate their lives. So for example, if you look at like a raspberry bush, they don't necessarily need to create the raspberry, right? They, you would think that they would just create the seed and then the seed would perpetuate their kind. But instead they realize that they have to make something worthy of a sacrifice for another animal or creature to come and eat. And then that creature will take it and spread the seeds in other places. Otherwise, all the seeds would just fall straight off into the ground and they would choke out the original bush and they would just fight over each other and it would, it would not perpetuate them. So as they, they arduously prepare and, and create this fruit for weeks and weeks, um, they give it as a sacrifice to other animals. These animals take this and the, the seeds are encased in a special casing which helps it pass through. And when it's excreted, it's excreted with fertilizer even. So um, that's, a, that's an example of sacrifice in nature. And God, you know, he's very happy with how um, animals and things and, and plants uh, sacrifice for each other in order to perpetuate lives. Sometimes it's not by choice, of course, but he's most proud or most pleased when we, his children, choose to sacrifice. And the best way that we can sacrifice is by giving up our worldly desires or our carnal nature and seeking the higher law by following Christ. And that's because the word sacrifice comes from the Latin word sacrificium, uh, or ho however you say that. And it literally means to make holy. Thus, the more he sacrificed, meaning Christ, the more he sanctified. And since no unclean thing can enter the kingdom of God, it's necessary that we do so. Um, sacrifice comes in, in many different forms. Christ's path was unique, and so was ours. So we don't have to drop everything and become you know, wandering monks or anything like that. He tells us that in 3 Nephi 9.20, what he wants is a broken heart and a contrite spirit. So the best way to follow Christ is to emulate his life as much as we can. And um, the best way that I've found that is through personal development. You know, the more that we develop ourselves, the more we become like Christ. And, and developing in that direction, of course, is what I mean. 
Um, but personal refinement, which seeks a level of Christ-like quality, is how we may best live the law of sacrifice. In addition to the law of sacrifice, or in that same chapter, uh, there's a subchapter called Bridle Your Passions. And that may be a familiar term if you have read the book of Alma, when he's talking to one of his sons and tells him to bridle all of his passions. And uh, it's, it's a very important topic to discuss. Because we come here with, you know, as we talk about, we inherit passions um, from our natural, natural man or the body. And uh, Neil A. Maxwell also tells us that we have inherent weaknesses besides those of the flesh that we have to come and um, we're supposed to refine. So one of the best ways to sacrifice is by overcoming those, you know, we have the, those temptations, those passions, but choosing the high road, um, whether that's choosing to, you know, eat the proper amounts of food and, um, fast when necessary and give up those, those, um, very inherent desires for food and drink, um, and using them in the proper proportions so that we can remain healthy or whether it's, um, those sexual desires that all of us have, the strong urge to act upon those impulses. Um, passions are not inherently evil. Um, improper use of them is. So what we have to do is not suppress them, but instead what we need to, you know, cause not eating, that's not going to do you any good saying no to food completely. That that's not going to make you better. That's not a, a great sacrifice. You still need to eat so that you can do good things. Now there's, varying degrees of how much and when and which things. Um, but, uh, same thing, same thing with our sexual desire. Uh, it's a weird thing to talk about with missionaries. I, I understand, but it's not at all. It's just weird because it's usually a taboo topic that no one wants to cover because it's, I don't know, culture, all those different things. So the reason I want to talk about it is because our procreative power in my opinion and, and others that I've read, uh, is actually the source of all of our creative power. So it just stems down from that. So art, music, industry, all those things that we channel our creative energies from, I believe comes from that power to procreate. And so the problem is if we suppress that, then we're suppressing or limiting our ability to um, express ourselves to grow, to develop in many other ways. Uh, a good way of looking at this came to me from a parable or an allegory, uh, that Plato told called Phaedrus. Uh, he tells it a certain way and I've taken it and kind of adapted it to fit this topic better. Um, you don't have to understand his, you just, you can just listen to my version and, and it'll make sense. Um, in it, there is uh, a driver and a chariot and horses. So the driver symbolizes um, our mind or spirits. The chariot is represented uh, as our physical bodies, and the horses are a representation of our passions and desires. So if we think about this, um, if we, like, they all work together in order to take us places. Now, if we don't have a chariot, then you know, we're, the horses aren't, aren't going to be harnessed to anything and they can't carry us. Um, if we don't have horses, we're just stuck on a chariot. And if we don't control those horses, 
then we will be dragged aimlessly wherever you know the horses want to go. So that's what happens when we don't bridle our passions. The problem can also come if we try to suppress them. Maybe instead of refining or learning to uh, create a relationship with our passions, we beat the horses. We suppress them into submission, and that may work temporarily, but the problem is eventually they might, as a dam, burst out. You know, if it, let's, let's picture a dam as well um, of water, stopping the water. And if you know anything about dams, they, they like to let out a certain controlled amount of water, and they'll actually harness that and, and use that energy to power things. If you don't let that water flow out naturally and you just completely shut it off and suppress it and ignore it, then eventually either the dam will burst or the water will overflow and shoot in other directions. And that's the same with our passions. So do as Alma told his son and bridle your passions. Channel them towards the right things because, um, yet again, passions are not inherently evil. It's the improper use of them. So realize that Everything has its opposite. And if you're struggling with a passion and only view it as a vice, then you're viewing it the wrong way. You know, darkness is the perversion or absence of light. And the same is all passions have a good side to them. So seek to uncover this and you'll be able to harness your passions towards your personal development in the ways that God intended them to be used. Uh, once you begin to bridle your passions, you open up a new world of opportunities. You harness the gifts of your, of your divinity, and they give you an unmatched level of, of drive. And I say begin to bridle because it's a process, and we need an avenue in which we may express our passions. And the one that the Lord has given us, and which I found works the best, is hard work. And that is the topic of our next episode. Thank you.